you know, think about this too. In, in Revelation chapter 13, it says all the world worships the beast. Yeah. It says, and they worship the dragon, which is talking about Satan, which gives power to the beast. It says all the world does it. All them who has not their name written in the Lamb's book of life. Now, none of these people would probably openly say they worship Satan. In fact, nobody in the world would openly say they worship Satan. But the Bible is saying that they're actually worshiping yeah. Satan. It calls Satan the god of this world. And so as Christians, whose name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, we really need to take a harder stance on this. Around the world, as promised, a remnant remains who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Remnant Podcast. So, man, this week we're going to be talking about, well, it's going to branch off into a lot of things, but the Grammys. Yeah, it really is, yeah. The, um, what how, What do you even call it? The open worship of Satan at the Grammys? Or <laughs> I guess that's the best way to describe it. I mean, uh, there, was, there was a lot of comments from across the internet, from across social media platforms, and that's what... That's what they were saying was it was like open, openly worshiping Satan on a public platform. That, that's really the only way. Yeah, I, I mean that's really the only way I know to put it too. It's like, what else do you call it? Really, I mean you just call it what it is. And to me, it's like, well, we're going to get into sort of this satanic agenda and the overtones and undertones of. Honestly, Satanism. Yeah. All throughout Hollywood, all throughout music, all throughout that stuff, the arts, you know. But in one sense, even though they're trying to mock God, yeah, they're really proving God. They're proving the reality of God. Well, and that's one of the things is, you know, Hollywood rejects everything about God in the Bible. They really do. Mm-hmm. But yet they use Satan is from the Bible. That's right. That's what I'm saying. That's the, right. the evil is 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 the way it was in the Bible. They are they are like you said. They're proving they're proving the they're proving the existence of God even with it, without knowing it. Right. Rebellion against God in itself is a proof of God. You know. Yep. And even the fact that that there is a an underlying whether they realize it or whether or not they admit it there is an underlying dark spiritual motive that even pushes them to do this sort of thing yeah you know and whether it be from the person the choreographer who was constructing all this the costume designers you know all of them without really perhaps realizing it i think a lot of them really do realize it but they are how do i say it even what they interpret as being artistic is demonically influenced, or we'll say influenced by evil, influenced by wicked. Which, like I said, the, the existence of sin, the existence of evil, all that stuff in itself is actually evidence for Christianity. Because yes. there's not it, even another worldview that accounts for that kind of stuff. I say you have something over there. What you got me interested? Yeah, I have a, you know, just going through a lot of the comments. From the internet, going through, just reading the article, man, when I first started, it was hard because it was like all I was seeing was was praise on how great of a performance this was, and, and I was sick. I mean, literally sick to my stomach. So, you know, it was, 
in my studies and just the reading and everything, right here it says, when a nation pushes God out, you give Hollywood a path with very little obstacles to sensationalize the devil, hell, and evil. You are allowing Hollywood to teach your children and guide them in their decisions. All because we pushed God out of this country. That's so well said. I mean, it did really, you write that? I did write that. Yeah, yep. that's so well said, yep. man. It, it, you have created a path of no resistance to evil when you push God and godly people, yep. or at least our voice. When our voice is silenced, when our freedoms are taken, you have created a path of no resistance for evil to just be abundant and yeah. prevail. Yeah. And that's what's happening. And I mean, this is, you know, at the time we're recording this, it may be, well, it'll certainly be after the Super Bowl before we can get it uploaded because we're still in the process of laying the groundwork. Hopefully within a week, all of our stuff will be uploaded. But no telling what we'll see tonight at the Super Bowl, too, when all the world is watching. No telling what's going to be at the halftime show or whatever. And it's also interesting that historically with the super bowl it has kind of become a platform for mm-hmm. for a wicked message a wicked agenda you know um over i don't know over the last what 15 years or so yeah i mean growing up as a kid super bowl used to be about the football game and right. commercials yeah commercials, commercials were, were cool. hilarious yeah the commercials that was the were best cool. commercials you'll see all the year and a lot of people literally watch super bowl just to see the, the commercials. commercials yeah um but yeah the last 12, 15 years, man, it's like the halftime show makes the news more than the actual football game itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they take it – well, they know that it's something like, you know, 30 to 40 million people watch it live. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they know it's the most watched hour of television or two hours of television throughout the whole year. And so it's just interesting, like, I mean, really, if you stop and think about it logically, why is it for, let's just say, 15 years running, it has had a very Babylonish, Babylonianish, mm-hmm. worldly message? Mm-hmm. Why not at least one, if, like, what I'm saying is the proof there's an agenda. At least once or twice in there, why not have a clean, upright, or a Christian message or something like that? I mean, supposedly the Super Bowl has taken place in the most Christian country there is. You know, it's really not the most Christian country there is anymore. I'm saying it's just proof. Like, there's, they would not allow an actual good, clean uh, halftime show. No, and I think it was, I don't know, it's actually been a few years since I watched the Super Bowl that I remember... I don't remember whose performance it was, maybe Madonna's. And they were calling for a more clean Super Bowl. A lot, there was a, more of a call for a clean Super Bowl halftime than there had been. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, I, it, that just really, when they started kneeling at the games and stuff, mm-hmm. that kind of pushed everything out. I mean, yeah. no one was re- – a lot of people who were actually interested in the Super Bowl, like I used to be, um, just quit watching. They don't want to see that mess. They just want to watch football. They don't want the politics involved. Mm-hmm. When I watch football game, I really want to watch a football game. I don't want to watch politics or the halftime show. I really never even was interested in the halftime show. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I never really cared about the halftime show. And then once they became 
just super wicked. I guess luckily around the same time you could fast forward the halftime show because we started yeah, DVR true, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it just it does to me like this is a cumulative case, I guess you could say. But it's well, man. I guess it's just going to come up quite often. By the way, I'm going to turn this microphone a little bit more towards you just because we've been having an issue with that. But um, if you made a resolution to not watch anything that has transgender stuff or homosexual stuff in it, you might as well not watch TV anymore. It's hard. It's hard. You can't watch a regular TV show. And what gets me is like last night, me and Katrina was going to try and watch a show that we thought would be clean. And... Right in the middle of the show, for no reason whatsoever, other than they just wanted to stick it on the TV, there was a scene in a gay bar. But there was no warning, no leading up to this, no nothing that would make you think this next scene, I need to just fast forward or whatever. And so it's like, as soon as it happened, I told her, I said, that was deliberate. Because mm-hmm. it didn't just... So you're, you're we're watching this unfold this sort of detective story and it was interesting and all the characters were basically normal and it was getting interesting and all that and then for no reason whatsoever had nothing to do with the storyline had nothing to do with this previous scene or the scene after it Mm -hmm. they cut right to an actually not just in a gay bar but an obscene scene in a gay bar just boom immediately to where literally unless you could see the future you did not know it was coming and that, I mean, I just know for a fact that that was intentionally done that way to where you don't even basically have time to react to this yep. until already you're like, oh, why, why, why are they doing it? You see what I'm saying? Like it, it, which if we had known, we wouldn't have watched the thing at all. Right. But at the very least, I'm saying, even if I wasn't Christian, I would say, well, if that somehow was connected to the storyline, okay, then maybe there's not an agenda there. But it wasn't. And it's been in so many shows we've been watching yep. that they keep doing that. It's like that has nothing to do with this storyline or even like if it's a historical account of something, like the Pearl Harbor movie or something. Yeah. Now they still have to put some type of homosexual relationship in that movie. It's like if they don't do that, it's I don't know, it's like that is how they're paying homage to their God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it just really, really, really it drives me nuts, man. Well, here's another thing. I don't know. You've watched, you could sit, be sitting there watching TV, watching a movie, add a pop up commercial, and then you're sitting there trying to figure out what this ad's actually about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then you get the question in your mind are they asserting, you know, putting in our heads that this couple is same sex? Are they best friends? Mm-hmm. Because a, a good relationship with a good best friend, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't look, there's nothing intimate about it, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what they make it look like. They make where you can't discern. Oh, I know. So you're watching it and you're going, so the whole time you're questioning, is mm-hmm. this a really good friendship, best buds? They try and push that line so much like they you're do. saying that it's like, there's things happening here where it's like i think they may be trying to promote this agenda but it, i'm trying to also tell myself no this is just a relationship of good friends yep and they really try and walk that edge so that they can well that 
so they can keep us tuned in as long as possible. And then yep. in the end, it's like, oh, okay, so it was a messed up relationship. It was something, you know, that, that I don't stand for, whatever. Yep. But what gets me too is this is this is like even in kids' movies, it's in cartoons and stuff. And you and I, as grown men, though we may not be susceptible to stuff like that because we pick up on it. Our kids are. Our kids are susceptible. Oh yeah. And it's messing with their heads, man. That's why a lot of this stuff and call it conspiracy if you want, but Disney is putting this stuff in there because they know kids are watching. I believe that a lot of that stuff is being put in this, uh, what is it? Subliminal Mm -hmm. messaging. And as an adult or, you know, as a kid used to watch a Disney movie and the adults would go, Oh, you know, and you're like, what, what was that all about? And Mm -hmm. as an adult, you watch that same movie and you're like, now I understand why that was Mm -hmm. a big deal. Yeah. What do we do? I mean, I, I was thinking about it. Like, really, the only thing that we can really do is just completely, if the whole Christian world just completely boycotted television for the most part. Yeah. I mean, um, that's the only thing I know of that we could do, which I don't really see that's going to happen. I mean, for me personally, it can happen, but I'm saying nationwide, I don't really see it happen because I, I actually texted you about this the other day. And, you know, maybe the way I worded, I need to be careful because I definitely am not trying to brag on the devil. But the way I worded it was, I said, Satan's got game. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. And he's good at what he's doing. Because mm-hmm. if we were, like, if we knew that the guy that owns the milk and bread store or whatever at the end of the street was also a practicing homo or pedophile or whatever, you would not shop there. No. You, you'd be mm-hmm. like, I'm driving past that and I'm going to the next one because I'm not going to uphold that in any way. <laughs> And if we knew, well, there's a lot of illustrations I could give. You know, if you knew the local baker was was into this stuff, you'd say, well, we're going to get our bread somewhere else. But with the TV, they bring it right to your bedroom for free. They put it right on your screen. Most A lot they of do. it for free, yep. man. And they're, you know, something that you would have never, like you would never support the local person who's involved in that, but they bring it right to you. And what I was saying in the text message is that they actually got America hooked on television yeah, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 30 years ago. And I mean, really, we're a nation hooked on screen media. I mean, maybe not you and I as individuals, but I watch a lot of TV. I'll confess it. We like, me and Katrina watch movies, and we're very choosy with what we will watch yeah. but i'm saying we do like we, we enjoy a movie but they got the whole nation addicted to television when it was clean when it was andy griffith when it was i love Lucy, yeah. when it when was, it was wholesome stuff, stuff. it was, awesome. it was yeah. enjoyable to watch and then we got addicted to it and it became a part of our routine really television became part of daily american life man goes to work he comes home he's wore out he clocks out you know him and his wife eat dinner they sit down together on a recliner yep. and watch i love lucy or whatever and then the children grew up seeing mom and this is what mom and dad do. This is how they wind down. This is how they relax. And as a child, I loved Andy Griffith. I loved that yep. show. I'd watch it with my grandparents. And old westerns were cool. They were clean. Uh, they even promoted masculinity in a man and yes. femininity in a woman. They promoted good morals. They promoted good ethics. There was a lot of good sayings in there. There was a good point to most things. And so the whole country got hooked, and then they did the whoop, swap it. Yeah. Now that y'all are addicted, we're going to feed you stuff that's going to destroy your brain. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to turn it off because it's like, well, what are we going to do with our time now? We've, this is how we have learned this whole behavior, this whole pattern of our day. Hollywood got bigger and bigger, and we allowed it to happen. That Well, maybe not me and you because we were still young, but 
the the Christian leaders, the people before us, let it happen. Mm-hmm. And now we're we're at that point. I mean, you can't find wholesome. You can find wholesome stuff on TV. Um, I mean, we watch Pure Flicks a lot, and that is strictly Bible based, Christian based shows. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, that's the only one my kid, my wife will let my kids watch. Um, without her having to look and make sure what they're watching before right, they watch yeah. it. So, yeah. well, what you got wrote down over there? I think he was about to go to it. Well, I was just getting ready. So whenever we were ready, yeah. Okay, so during the performance, uh, Ted Cruz, uh, that's a he's a senator, senator from Texas, yeah, and running um, for president, yes, most likely again has before, but and he has a strong religious background. He put, um, he put, this is evil. That was it. And someone shot back fairly quick, said, uh, evil is when a man walks into a school and murders a dozen children. Evil is when Russia bombs schools and hospitals to steal land. Evil is not when a musician dances around in a devil suit performing a hit song. All right. She's right. That is evil. But evil has... I've actually got the definition right here. All right. So, her de- what she's describing, uh, having bad qualities of a moral kind, wicked, corrupt, perverse... No, I'm sorry. That's That was Ted Cruz's. Mm-hmm. That was Ted Cruz's. Mm-hmm. Um, corrupt, perverse... Wrong as evil thoughts, evil deeds, evil speaking, and an evil generation. That's the description of evil Ted Cruz was using. Ted mm-hmm. Cruz is a smart man. He knew what he was saying when he said this is evil. Mm-hmm. Um, what she was was um, unfortunate, unhappy, producing sorrow, distress, injury, and calamity. Yeah, when you go mm-hmm. in and shoot something, that's what you're causing. You're causing calamity, injury. You're causing sorrow because there's going to be family members and lo- and and students and families that are distraught and hurt over this. So she's, yeah, she's right. One's weak, uh, evil, but they're both evil. She's, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's all right. Holly, uh, but the ho- Hollywood, the music industry, and I'm going to say the video game creators cause, now this isn't, an actual, I couldn't look, you know, probably couldn't find this if I wanted to, but I'm estimating cause 90% of the evil in the world. Because, like I said, they created a, when we left, let God leave the country, let God leave our world, it gave them a clear path with very little obstacles. Mm-hmm. So they make video games, music, movies in their agenda, how they want. Mm hmm. Man, there's several things that's coming to my mind, but back to the woman. You said she's right, and she is in one sense, but she's wrong in the first thing she said, and that's the heart of where she's missing it. So two, right. two points I want to make. First, she said, that's not evil. Wrong. It well, is evil. Th- that's true. It is evil. It is evil. Then she goes to give another category of evil, which is true. But here's the thing with her. If we can follow this thought, if I can lay it out there right. If her category of evil 
is actually evil, then her only justification to call that evil, she also has to call the first evil. In other words, upon what ground does she even call it evil when someone goes in and murders somebody? Upon what ground do you even call that evil, lady? Well, because it brings harm to a human life or because it's... Uh, you know, causes people to maybe live in fear at home. I mean, there's a lot of different things that she might could say because innocence was stolen from a child, because something precious was stolen. Well, once we accept that there's innocence and precious and that life is precious and that human life is sacred, then anything that seeks to destroy that, whether the gun, the guy with the gun or the guy with a costume, mm-hmm. anything that seeks to destroy that is now evil. And so if she's going to call one evil... And then give her reason for calling that evil, she will immediately realize, well, then the other is also evil, too. Evil is evil. Right, it's also evil. This definition, this is from the Webster's Dictionary. It's the definition of evil. And like most words, a word has many definitions, many ways to describe it. Mm -hmm. And evil is, I mean, there's a lot. I just highlighted the ones that were... Because it goes into different civil evils and stuff like mm-hmm. that, really. That's why I said categories, there's different applications, so to speak. Evil manifests itself in different areas. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is that what makes evil evil, whether it's in the area of television or in the area of violence or in the mm-hmm. area of sexual abuse or something yep. like that, what it is that makes it evil rests upon a certain truth that there is a good, there is a value to human life. There is innocent, precious something in children. Mm-hmm. Even the sanctity of marriage or the holy union between a man and a woman intimately, I'm saying, because those you couldn't call it evil unless there was a good there that was being destroyed, being corrupted. And yeah, so that's true. her shooting him down right off the bat, that's wrong. She says that's not evil. Yes, it is. Both are evil. Which one is more deadly, though? Ultimately, you know, the guy that goes in and shoots up a bar, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that, I don't know how many people watch the Grammys, let's say 5 million people. The stuff that they watch and have been watching and this cumulative watching and what, you know, I've said all the time, garbage in, garbage out. What goes in is what comes out. What's yep. in the well comes up in the bucket. And so when this indoctrination to evil continues for a generation, I would say, Mm-hmm. Both. I condemn both. But the satanic agenda in movies is more, ultimately, if he was really going to weigh him, it's doing more damage than the guy that went and harmed two or three people. Now, he did harm, he ruined, he ended the lives of two or three people, and that's terrible. But Hollywood is ending the lives to an extent of millions of people because they're leading lives now. I mean, yes, they're still alive. You know, they're still breathing, <laughs> but there's more to. Uh, humanity than just breathing yeah you know and they do it with a catchy tune you know that i and a smiling face exactly that's what i'm saying is they're singing that song and and you're listening to it and you you like this song and it may not even be the words you may not be listening to the words it's the Mm -hmm. the sound it's the music itself Mm -hmm. and before you know it when you realize that was wrong they've already got you Mm -hmm. because it's a if you ever sing the words to a song, and then you're like, "Wow, I didn't realize what that was saying." Mm-hmm. Yes, we do really have to be careful, you know, as Christians, because we've talked about this just at church today. 
there are more than just like there's multiple facets of evil there's also multiple facets of worship and you can sort of accidentally worship something that is no good now i'm not saying that your heart was in it and that you intended to and mm-hmm. you know i'm not saying that but i am saying well let me just if i worded it this way how does God feel? <laughs> you, you may not understand. You may not have the understanding personally. Oh, the lyrics meant that. Oh, I didn't even know that. And so there's a sense of you're not guilty there. Okay. Right. However, what you're actually doing and the actions you're going through. Well, I'm giving, let me give you an example here. There are times where even though the heart wasn't in or whatever, the Bible still calls it worship. And one is when the people were actually beating Christ and he was up on the, now they have hung him up on the cross and they're mocking him, but it says, and they bowed and worshiped him. Now they was doing it in a mocking way, but it's still calling it worship. And so all I'm saying is when we give praise or even support financially or whatever to something that is wicked, we're we're in danger of... Worshipping something. Now, like I said, we don't call it that. But, you know, think about this, too. In, in Revelation chapter 13, it says all the world worships the beast. Yeah. It says, and they worship the dragon, which is talking about Satan, which gives power to the beast. It says all the world does it. All them who has not their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now, none of these people would probably openly say they worship Satan. In fact, nobody in the world would openly say they worship Satan. But the Bible is saying that they're actually worshiping yeah. Satan. It calls Satan the god of this world. And so as Christians, whose name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, we really need to take a harder stance on this. You see what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, I'm not trying to turn this into a preaching thing, but it is a big deal. And it's like you said, we, we before you know it, these tunes are catchy. They're made to be catchy. And we catch ourselves singing, you know, and then we're like, yep. oh, wait a minute, I'm not going to say that because that don't sound good. And I would say, really, if we can if we can help it, just don't sing their songs, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, if your heart is true, your conscience is going to catch you yeah. when you're doing it. Yeah, sensitive conscience is what we all should yeah. be seeking after. What, what, what else you got over there? So this was another thing I... I don't remember who to give this credit to, um, but it was just one of the things I pulled up, and and it makes a lot of sense. Once I get done reading it, you'll you you give me your feedback on this. It says Christians are told to stop forcing their religion on others, yet we have Sam Smith teaching your our youth how to worship Satan on a national platform. It's about time we live with eyes wide open. And see the spiritual battle going on around us. There was a satanic ritual performed on live television and still people are calling it art and entertainment. Wake up. This is not the time for compromise, complacency, or ignorance. We need to be vigilant in prayer and discerning of good and evil. What happened at the Grammys was evil and in their words, unholy, period. So the question is, where do you stand and who do you serve? Mm. I like the way that they said it because it's kind of they're saying, man, this is this is a wake-up call to a battle that we're in. Yes. And one thing I know for sure about evil is it will always downplay itself. Yes. It will always be like, it was just for fun. 
you know, it's just because it was Halloween and so we all dressed like demons, you know, and we decorated our cakes like they were blood and flesh and all of this really disgusting stuff. Well, it was just Halloween. It was just art. You yeah. know, evil always downplays itself. Mm-hmm. And there really is a call to bold Christianity today, if there ever has been. Yep. Like in the, I think about in the book of Acts when Christians were being converted and one of the signs of actually being filled with the Spirit was not a lot of stuff that people think, but it was that it says, and they preached the Word of God with boldness. That was it's the word boldness or courage or whatever accompanied by being filled with the Spirit is in there at least four times. And that's what they're calling for. Mm-hmm. Is they're saying, quit accepting this idea that it's this innocent and this, you know, it's just go along, get along. That you know, no, it's it's a it's a a war. Yeah, it's it a is. battle. Now the question is, what do you say? That your final the question, question is, was? where do you stand and who do you serve? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, you and I, we right. know where we stand and who yep. we serve. I think we've made it fairly clear already on this podcast. Well, only the second episode, but yeah. Well, that's what I want. Well, exactly. If people don't watch because we're too Christian for them, well, I'm sorry about that. But I mean, I'm, oh, I shouldn't even say it. I'm not sorry about that. I mean, uh, that that's what we want. I'm we sorry want to, for you. Yeah, I'm sorry for you that Christianity is offensive to you. Now, I don't mean that to be offensive. I wish people, I wish the whole world would tune in and, you know, comment if you hate it. And we can engage in a dialogue here. But, yeah. I don't ever want to, in this generation, Alan, we do not need to be willfully silent. No. And the whole world wants us to be. Yes, really. they do. They want their agenda, and they're telling us, you sit down, you be quiet. Your time was before, now this is our time. I mean, that's, and also too, I I, I kind of glossed over it. I didn't mean to, but you said oh, it right fine. there. That Sam, whoever, what was his Sam name? Sam Smith. I don't know who Sam Smith is, but whoever it is, I don't doubt the truth of it. Whether or not it's him or Madonna or somebody else, yep. they are saying you keep your Christianity to your own home and don't let it. Out. But they're going to promote their religion yep. openly and you know and force it down your throat, you know, and then tell you to like it. Yeah. Man. <laughs> We are in a war, dude. Yeah. And that's why, honestly, this, I, you know, whether or not this podcast ever goes anywhere far, the Lord knows. But do we need to do it? Absolutely. Yeah. We need to, man. I mean, we need to put out there the the other side of the story and alternate forms of media and present the truth to people. Whether or not they tune in or not, that's up to them. But we need to do this. I say you got the Bible open. Yeah, you so. know, we re- I read this the last one, but it's really coming in hard on this one, on what we are just talking about. And it's Ezekiel uh, 3, 18 and 19. It says, When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from this wicked way to save his life that same wicked man shall die and his iniquity in his iniquity but his blood i will require on your hands yes and then it says yet yeah, if you warn the wicked and he does not turn from wickedness nor from his wicked ways he shall die in his iniquity but you have delivered your soul. I love that verse. I do and you too. did yeah. You did read it the first podcast. I wouldn't care if you read it every podcast. Because it's so important. And I'll tell you one reason it's so important to me. I, obviously I'm a preacher. But 
it i tell you who needs to hear that more than anybody christians yeah because they really it, the people half the people who are telling you oh just you know just relax man you're making <laughs> us look bad the half the people that's telling you that is the christian yep. people they're saying, oh, you're making us all look stupid, you Bible thumping, you know, why just let be, let you know, live and let live. And that's saying no, you cannot. No. Nope. You cannot do that. Can't. In fact, the whole idea of me keeping my mouth shut when I know that I'm holding the truth of the word of God mm-hmm. in my hand actually is saying I don't have the right love. Right. If I keep silence when I know that I could say something because it's the word of God, it's cause not because it's my word, but I'm saying when that person needs to hear the truth, and eat, my point is, even Christians are like, "Oh man, just calm down, you know what? Just relax." No, man, you cannot do that. I, I look at that. I look at that as almost an outline of our podcast, yeah. because that's what people have the option to listen to us, mm-hmm. and they may listen to one episode, and they may never listen, and again. they may never listen yeah. again. But we have done. What has been commanded. Yeah. And two, the Bible says that men love darkness rather than light. So that they won't come to the light because their deeds would be made visible or it says manifest. Mm -hmm. And truth is a burning light. Truth is a shining light. That is what it is. In fact, all through the scripture, there's a parallel drawn, an allegory or a metaphor between truth and light. Mm -hmm. And, you know... Half the reason that they, what I'm saying is the reason that the world don't want you to talk is because you're saying the truth. If we were not saying the truth and we just was just spilling a bunch of false ideas and lies, they wouldn't care what we said or how loud we say it. But if we say truth, they're like, shut it. Yep. Because it reveals the light and there's nothing, and light will overcome darkness. Every time you do shine a light, it, the darkness scatters, and I think of roaches and rats and yep. you know creatures of the night. You shine a light, and they're all like, oh, they just they yep. hide their eyes, they scatter, and that's what truth does. And so, yeah, of course, this is never going to just be hugely popular. But man, for Christians, I mean, for the sake of the world, speak, like voice the fact that you do not agree with. The destruction of the mind of your children through a homosexual agenda. Yep. That, I mean, that's not asking too much. You know what I'm saying? No. I'm just saying don't be silent about it. There's things to be silent about, but this is definitely not it. Yeah, and we don't want our whole podcast to revolve around this because there's a lot of other issues and stuff yeah. going on in the world. And right now it's titled News Hour, and we may end up changing the title from because it's not really – the news is going to come up, but it's it's more like truth hour is yeah. what I'm thinking now. It's like truth hour because uh, we're not just going to talk about one news event after another after another. We want to actually take our time and unpack why this stuff. Why I mean, sound the alarm, you know, why you guys right. need to be paying attention to what. Well, it's not so much what we're saying. We are saying it, but what the Bible says, you know, because it's only going to get worse, man. I, I wish yeah. I could remember. I was, I was watching um, or listening to a podcast. I wish I could remember the actual episode and i would even put a link to it on here it's a guy out of japan i think but no 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 the guy i think his name is richard grove he's it's, so it's not out of japan anyway they was talking about there's apparently a, a big to-do star or whatever has basically come out in support of pedophilia 
because this the girl's fifteen or whatever, and they was making this whole argument for you know, and what what they was saying, and it was a woman saying it, and she was like, if her family's okay with it and the community's okay with it, just let it be, dude. <laughs> Dude, I I wish people could understand the the depth of the depravity of what that woman yep. is saying. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, "Look, imagine being back in World War Two era in Hitler's Germany, and saying, look, man, our government wants to kill the Jews. My family wants to kill the Jews. Just kill the Jews. You know, everybody wants to just kill the Jews.' It's like, no, you." No, I don't care how many people go along with the agenda. And I don't care how popular and pretty and powerful they are. You don't go along with the agenda. And even, you know, this person obviously can't see the destruction that that will cause to this girl. And every girl that gets involved in something like that at 15, you know, she can't see. Mm. And that that kills me too. Do you have any comment on that? It's this fact that it's really the world is blind to the damage that, it's doing they they celebrate well it's what does it say in isaiah woe to them that call light darkness and darkness mm-hmm. light and bitter sweet and sweet bitter and good evil and evil good yep. that's that's where we live man that's where we live yeah that's where we're at with it it's 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 hard to stomach a lot of the stuff going on it really is when you're when you're having to go through and, and read on this stuff and it's like it makes you physically sick because you know it's wrong and you know it's not you know unfortunately there's a a lot of the world doesn't look at it that way that's what i'm saying is like how how do you even go about other than what we're doing how how do you even go about showing something because that that woman that was saying you know let the let the 40 year old guy be with a 15 year old girl if she wants to how do you even go about showing her oh no that's so messed up yeah because in her mind she's like She's actually saying what she believes. She believes mm, it's no harm, you know. And it's like, no, you're so wrong. You do not see the harm. Our 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 culture, our society is so far now from truth. They don't even recognize yeah. it when it hits them in the face. And so, man, that's why it's hard to stand on a line. I mean, you got to stand on a line of zero tolerance because the other line keeps moving. That's right. Because they drop. You know, it came up to a point. Let me give you. Let me think of a for instance here. Um, you know, I can't even think of anything except for more recent. So you're standing on this line of of God and same sex marriage, and now they've the world has moved that line. Oh, right. this is okay, and we're watching this line. Staying right at the edge of pedophilia is wrong, mm-hmm. but people are starting to dabble in this. That line is fixing to move again. Mm-hmm. That's why you got to stay on a line of zero tolerance. You have to stand on the Bible's line. That's, That's right. it. The Bible's line because every other line moves, and it's that whole analogy of the boiling frogs. You ever heard of mm-hmm. that analogy? If you slowly raise the temperature, the yep. frogs won't jump out. Yep. Well, that's kind of what they're doing. But here's the problem, too, though. So many people that are trying to say, wake up, America, wake up this. They're totally missing it. They're looking at it like it's all political. When they say wake up, they're like, you got to wake up and realize there's an agenda against you, which is all true. But I'm saying this, the boiling frog thing that's really happening is the the moral waters yeah. are slowly boiling and that line is moving. It's like you said, uh, well, what started off with the homo thing, 
became the trans thing. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to become the, well, what was some famous lady the other day is like, I don't even recognize time. She's like, I don't acknowledge time. So if you don't acknowledge time, you also don't acknowledge age. And so now, well, there's no such thing as pedophilia. Because, you know, there's no, yeah. Yeah, it gets deep. It gets deep. The line moves and moves and moves until you truly end up with Alice in Wonderland where everything, you know, everything is just the whole relative truth world, you know, it's, it's true for me. You know, we talked about that stuff before. There ain't no such thing. It's either absolute truth or there's no truth at all. And there is truth. And so, yeah, you have to stand firm on God's line, man. He drew a line. He made it clear. It is very unpopular today to stand very on that unpopular. line. You're a yeah. hater. You're a bigot. You're a Bible thumper. You're backward. You're judging people. No, we're not. I mean, I think about when Paul says to the church, he's like, can you not judge the least of these matters? He says, I have judged already. And he was talking about sexual sin in the church. He yep. said, get this out of your church. And so we're not, it's not that we're being judgmental of people necessarily, but you still have to stand where, you know, where God told us to stand. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope that we can eventually get on some different topics of truth because there's more that needs to be covered than this one. But this one is a big deal. This one is. And it's constantly being pushed hard face. right now in the world. That's yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean it is. Can't of course, there's it. a lot of interesting news we can get into about the whole COVID narrative and how they're constricting us down like a python, you know, into tighter and tighter small groups like mm-hmm. what we have now. And our, I wish people could really see what the world has been going through. The uh, you know, this whole agenda. I'm saying there's a lot of other interesting news hopefully we can get to. But if we end up having to bring this stuff, stuff up often, so be it. You know, because I honestly don't know. There's very few actual born-again claiming Christ as Lord and Savior Christians voicing against this stuff. Yep. I tell you who is, people like Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. But the guy don't even claim to be Christian. So, I mean, more power to you. Kudos. I'm glad you're standing up against the trans movement. Yep. But where's the Christian voice here, man? You know what I'm saying? It, it's, I mean, there are some, but yeah, they're far and few between. They're, they're few and far between. So yeah, we need to keep we need to keep doing what we're doing. Well, do you have anything else you want to hit on or? No, um, pretty much the rest of these notes I have is repeated of from other stuff, and so. Yeah, yeah. I I would just want to leave people with, encourage them to fulfill that verse in Ezekiel that you've read yeah. twice now. Yep. God is really forbidding you that hold the truth to keep the truth to yourself. He yep. says, I forbid that. Yep. He says, no man lights a candle and hides it under a bushel, which is what we're doing. If we know the truth that, hey, your homosexual relationships or your trans stuff that you're doing to your children, it's going to destroy their lives. Mm-hmm. It's going to do irreparable damage. If you hide that truth under a bushel, you're accountable for them people. And that's a fearful thought, so we don't want to be there. But all right, man. Good one. We'll see you again next week.